From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Hello and welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, email edition for May 7th, 2009, from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends, Kathy Whirling, Walter Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi. Uh, Corey and Julie are not here this week. we got nobody in the peanut gallery. This room feels so empty right now. Doesn't it? There's it? elbow room. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird. I'm so used to having a lot more people in here, but... Um, but we're going to play your voicemails and read your emails, so just want to get the business out of the way first. If you'd like to send us an email, the address is podcast at wdwinfo.com, or you can fill out the feedback form on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. To leave us a voicemail toll-free in the United States, Canada, and Mexico, one 877 the local number here in Orlando, if you need to reach us directly, 407-574-5093. In the United Kingdom, toll-free, 0808-120-2316. And in Australia, 1-800-774-531. We'd really like to hear more from our UK and Australia fans. Uh, please give us a call and leave us some voicemails. We get some here and there. I'd like to I put those numbers out there to hopefully generate more emails from them i love hearing from those guys but alas it hasn't happened so come on my uk and australia folks let's hear from you um we're going to get right into it uh first voicemail comes to us from cody comes to us from cody in utah so here is cody hey diz crew this is cody from utah my board name is code and my wife and i have a story to share about our last trip to the world but I thought I'd throw in a question, too, so... First, uh, my question is about Disney apparel. And I know Kevin and John are pretty tall, so they may have some input, but I'm also asking you if there are any other very tall listeners with input on this. Uh, I'm about six foot eight, and being tall but not big, I exist in a no-man's land as far as clothes are concerned. Large and extra large are almost always too short, and plus sizes are just too big around. I absolutely need tall sizes, and as far as I can tell, Disney doesn't make any at all. Now, I'm used to only being able to shop a few places in the real world, so it shouldn't be shocking to me, but it's still frustrating that no matter how willing I am to buy Disney's $30 t-shirts, there's no way for me to dress the part when I'm in the parks. So, uh, if there are any other very tall podcast listeners that have solved this problem short of making your own t-shirts, uh, please contact me. Well, uh, that's my question. Now on to my wife and I's story, and it's about the true power of Disney magic. First, uh, my wife's name is Lisa, a.k.a. Lise on the boards, and I'll jump in with a quick background. Uh, we made our first adult trip to the world in 07, and it was originally planned to be one big trip before starting our family. Well, uh, we had such a great time that our plans got pushed back not once, but twice, and we were back in January and September of last year. We knew for sure, though, that September was going to be our last trip with just the two of us. And uh, <laughs> this may be an overshare, but uh, the trip definitely delivered. As four days after getting home, we found out my wife is pregnant. <laughs> uh, we joked about the strength of the Disney magic, <laughs> but trust me, we had no idea yet. Um, in December, it was time for her first ultrasound, and I will remember forever what I saw the moment the nurse put the wand on my wife's belly. Uh, I said to the nurse, I see two heads. And she moved the wand around for a moment and said, Yeah, and here's a third one over here. Oh, jeez. <laughs> now, I've never hyperventilated before, but I just about passed <laughs> out in that moment. Uh, it's hard to describe how being surprised by triplets felt, besides every emotion all at once. Uh, two weeks later, we were very happy to learn we are expecting three boys, and since then they've been growing remarkably well and without very many complications. Currently at 34 weeks and four days, at least five and a quarter pounds each. Wow. wow. That's an amazing mom that's been on bed rest in the hospital for over a month now. Uh, we are scheduled to welcome Andrew, Nicholas, and Parker into our world on Friday morning. So please wish us luck. 
and uh, if you're interested in knowing what happens, I'll post on the podcast board, but I'm also making updates on my never-ending trip report thread. So, uh, maybe my story about the true power of the Disney magic is uh, more of a cautionary tale, depending on how you look (laughs) at it. Uh, Someone told us uh, next time they go to Disney World, her and her husband are sleeping in separate rooms. (laughs) But, in all seriousness, uh, we feel very lucky. And I'm sure we'll cherish the story of how our triplets came to be forever. And I must admit, they haven't even been born yet, and I'm already looking forward to their triumphant return to the world, though uh, who knows when that will be. So there it is. Thanks for listening, and thanks for the show on the boards. And if you play this voicemail, do you happen to carry those shirts in tall sizes? Uh, (laughs) Onesies, perhaps? (laughs) Thanks, and have a great day. Wow. Wow. Thank you so much, Cody, for that. Actually, this voicemail is a couple weeks old, so I'm assuming she's already had the I'll give you a dollar if you name them Huey, Dewey, and Louie. (laughs) (laughs) So we have to look on the board to see what... How everything yeah, worked. we're going to have to see how that turned out. Cody, that's a great story, and uh, congratulations to both you and your wife. And especially your wife, though. I mean, that's a Herculean effort to give yeah. birth to... one's bad enough. Yeah, give birth to three children. A month on bed rest? Yeah. That's yeah. hard. That's that doesn't sound bad right now. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me after the cruise. <laughs> that's, uh, that's really terrific, and I hope everything, hope everything went, went well. They got their own little souvenirs. In one fell swoop, they have now priced themselves out of a standard room. (laughs) (laughs) Ever the travel agent. Exactly. I keep thinking, oh, man, we got to get on the suite now, (laughs) on the cruise. I can address the shirt. You are so out of luck. Yeah. Yeah, unfortunately. I fall into that no man's land where I am big and tall. I'm not just one or the other. In big and tall sizes, you're either seven feet tall and weigh 100 pounds, or you're 600 pounds and you're four feet tall. (laughs) I am somewhere in the middle of that. And no, there's a couple of extended sizes. However, it's always the most generic of the designs. The really cool shirts that you can find mostly go up to 2X. And no, I have never seen tall shirts on Disney property. What you might be able to find is you might be able to find a night shirt. They tend to run a little bit longer, and if you're six foot eight, however, they usually have designs aimed at women, mm-hmm. and they usually run in that OSFA. It doesn't have a sign on it, and that stands for the ever-loving one-size-fits-all, which is never true. It's yeah, that's such a lie, right? Yeah. So I apologize, Cody. You are just you're just not going to have a lot of luck. I wonder why they they don't carry it. They carry sizes to fit the majority of people. Yeah. They just don't. Well, you would think Disney, who always wants your money, would still have a few of these. If there's other not sizes. An, if there's not a large enough market for it, it doesn't make any sense for them to provide it. They did a couple of vintage Disney World T-shirts couple of years back they were selling them in mouse gears and epcot and they were vintage designs from the early 70s and i would have killed for one however they came up to extra large and it wasn't big enough Mm. Mm. well sorry about that cody but congratulations on the kids yeah really all right who has an email they would like to read i have one but it's not an email okay it's a post from a recent thread on the Diz unplugged board and i just wanted to share it it's from L.E. Ott, it's a, and it was posted actually today. And it says, to Pete, the podcast team, all the folks at Dreams, and anyone else I'm forgetting, I know you guys have been working really hard to make this cruise something else. I also assume that with only days to go, the tension, anxiety, and frustration of trying to make every aspect just a little bit better than perfect are at, at excuse me, are at an all-time high. You ain't kidding. <laughs> I'm betting that the question, why am I doing this, and is this really worth it, have been asked more than a few times by now. absolutely correct. (laughs) Well, I can answer both of these things for you. Why are you doing this? Because it's what you do. No matter how big fans we all are of Disney, the podcast, and all of you, you take the cake. You make it extra special for each and every one of us. You guys manage to continue... Or, I'm sorry, you guys managed to capture the Disney magic daily and then share with each and every one of us. I can't say for certain, but I bet Walt is smiling down right now, proud to see his legacy living on. 
Is it really worth it? Absolutely, yes. This is going to be the best cruise to ever happen on DCL. This is going to set a new standard. Just looking at the schedule events already in place, I'm amazed. When we first booked this, my thought were, okay, but I hope they don't do a bunch of junk that gets in the way of the regular DCL events. Now, after hearing everything that's going on, reading all the great posts here, and hearing the palpable excitement in all of your voices when you start talking about what to expect, I could hardly care about what else is going on during this cruise. So with only a few more days to wait, I want to say thanks. Your efforts are much much appreciated. I am really looking forward to all the fun we're going to have starting this weekend, and I know that the only complaint will be that it all ended too soon. Besides, if something is really off or unpleasant or below standards, I know which deck the Walton Roy suites are located on. <laughs> I read this this morning, and I thought, I can't thank you enough for this. Yeah, that's really nice. It makes it all seem, it makes it all worthwhile. Yeah. Just a little extra pressure. Yeah, really. Make it perfect. I'm sure it's going to be wonderful. The best ever. It is going to be pretty cool. It is. I mean, I gotta gotta admit, it's it's going to be a pretty cool cruise. What what bothers me, what worries me, is the unknown. You know, there's always those things that could happen, and I think to myself, what could go wrong? That's what's going through my mind now. Yeah. Like when you spill tomato juice on your white dinner shirt and it's the only one you have with you. Oh, not even that. I would care, wouldn't care about that. I'm more concerned about the stuff that we're doing with Disney and them not coming through, well, we, I guess. Do you or, have a history of that? Yes. Well, I'm, I don't know. I've got a really good feeling. I know, the, I know these guys have put so much work into pulling off this cruise. Um, you know, I get, I get the easy job. I come up with the ideas. Um. These guys, a lot of times, find themselves scrambling around like crazy, trying to figure out how to make my ideas work without everybody dropping dead. This was a team effort, though. No, no, it has definitely been a team effort. Because we needed you to step in and yell at Disney to get them to do the Palo Brunch. I didn't yell. I was very diplomatic. (laughs) He was. I was very, very diplomatic. Um, But, uh, no, I mean, yeah, I mean, we've all put put a lot into this. Um, There's been a lot of work put into this. And... uh, you know, uh, you know. How many I'll, of you laid there looking at the ceiling, thing, thinking of details that you might have forgotten? What did we forget? What did we forget? But it's uh, it's going to be great to share uh, share four days with so many of our friends, and uh, we are looking forward to it. Special shout out to Tracy. Tracy did a great job. Tracy, I'll never be able to say enough good things about Tracy and what she's done. Especially Tracy from the time she started working for us has always done yeah. a stellar job. This isn't. Uh, this, this didn't occur in a vacuum. This is, this is what Tracy does, and uh, I just worry sometimes that she's going to have a breakdown from the uh, from the amount of because it's a lot of work. It's a lot of work, and she's not just been working on this exclusively. I mean, she's got other things she does for us, and she makes it look so effortless, and has really and truly just done an amazing job. Keep in mind that there's also most of the Dreams Unlimited travel agents are going on this cruise, so we have a rather uh, jaded group watching us. Yeah, true. True. So. I wouldn't say most. We have a handful going. I think we've got six or seven. Oh, really? I thought yeah. it was more than that. It seems like more than that. I only like six or seven of them. Oh, stop <laughs> now. <laughs> what? Okay, stop. I used the word most. Let me change that. Can I go back? Some of the Dreams Unlimited travel agents are going. So, well, thank you very much for posting that. That was uh, that was very nice and very much appreciated. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I have one. This is from Mel Lone Gun Gal Seventeen. I like that username. Hi, podcast team. I've been watching video of some of the more original characters found at Disney World. My husband and I would like to meet Pippa, the talking recycling bin. Push the talking trash and West Palm the talking palm tree this year. Where is the best times and places to find these characters at Disney World? Are there any more weird and wonderful characters like this that we might be interested in? We also will be traveling to Disneyland during the same trip and would like to say hi to the California version of Push as well. Where is the best time and place to find him? Thanks. I've never seen a schedule. Have you? I mean, no. oh, these I think, are usually random occurrences. Of, yeah, I think that's one of those like Disney magic. Kind I think of that stuff. Yeah, that stuff's also uh, crowd control. Right. They yeah. use that stuff for crowd control. 
Yeah, I've seen them like outside at Animal Kingdom. You know, that there's a lot of people. Yeah, it seems like when they need to control a crowd, that's usually where you find them. But I think it's it's more special when it does just happen rather than you go, okay, at 1045, I have to be in front of wherever. So just go with that and uh, you'll find them. Or go up and talk to every trash can. Yeah. <laughs> talks hello, hello. There's also Divine is one of those characters that you don't see all the time. She's the walking... And she's actually she's actually moved where she's yeah she's on been. a schedule though there is a schedule for her is there yeah yeah but she used to be like further back in Asia or Africa now she's more up towards the rainforest cafe. There's but it's Kevin the cranky restaurant reviewer. <laughs> <laughs> I have a schedule. So I hope that helps. Just go with an open mind, and we always have fun trying to 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 guess how it happens. You know, and they, how they do that. They if you're what? really observant, you can see how it happens. Oh, yes. yeah, I know. Can, I, and I don't want to, you know. But we I'm have, not going to say anything more than that. They're correct. very good when they do it. Yeah. yeah. All right. Thank you very much for that, Kathy. Our next voicemail comes to us from Bob in Charlestown, Rhode Island, with a plug for Diz Radio. So it's a little gratuitous, but here you go. Hey, podcast team, Pete, Kevin, John. Walter, Julie, Corey, Cassie, Teresa, Will, if he's there, anybody else that may be in the peanut gallery, this is Bob McGovern from Charlestown, Rhode Island. And uh, just a little feedback, Pete, love the show, you know, I've called numerous times previously, and I just wanted to uh, plug the his radio station there on Live 365 listen to you guys all the time. I love the Disney music. It brings memories back for me and puts me back in the park. So uh, I just think it's a great thing you're doing, uh, making that music available to us. And uh, thanks a lot. So just wanted to touch base, say hi to everyone, hope all is well. And uh, thanks again for all the hard work all you guys do. Thanks. Well, thanks for that, Bob. I appreciate it, and uh, yeah, I'm really happy with uh, uh, how 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 much our listenership has grown on on Diz Radio, and a lot of people really like it. I mean, I uh, on occasion I listen to it. I don't listen to it all the time because I can only hear that music so much before I want to kill somebody. But uh, I found myself uh, last week a few times. Now that I can get it on the iPhone, uh, that was cool. That was cool, just being able to be anywhere. Because normally, you know, you got to be next to a computer to stream it. But being able to be anywhere, I, I'll tell you, it just it made it yeah. a lot. It made it a lot better. And there's not just an app for the iPhone. There's an app for the iPhone to get Live 365. Uh, but there's also an app for the BlackBerry and an app for any Windows mobile device hmm. that you can get. So it's you know there's is. There's options. One of our listeners has posted on the Diz Unplugged board that there's another app you can get where you don't have to pay for that. Fstream. That's it. Yep. Fstream. I posted yeah. the instructions. I on put that on. That's, that's oh, maybe really that was nice. you that posted. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One of your listeners. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but uh, yeah, the uh, Fstream application. Um, I'll put a link to it on the show notes page. So people don't have to pay that five dollars a month or whatever. Yeah, and that I, I'll tell you good. that I, I actually sent a. Uh, sent an email to uh, Live 365 because somebody said no you can get around it I wasn't able to find a way to get around that with the Live 365 app once the trial expired anything I tried to hit kept coming up you need to subscribe as a VIP and like I said I you people would be stunned to know how much money I pay every month to uh, keep that station online because of the listenership because we have to pay royalties on every song that is played and uh, it is it, it's 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 not an insubstantial amount of money that uh, that's being paid for that every month. So yeah, I, I I don't like them saying at any turn that any of my listeners have to pay to listen to it. Not when I'm paying that kind of money to put it on. It should be different tiers based on the radio station. I mean, if there's a free station out there, then the listeners. Well, we're a pro. I mean, we're a pro station. Is is our category? So we pay um, a certain amount. So I'm, I'm paying. I'm, I'm paying for that. You know, a as a pro station, uh, you get better sound, uh, CD quality sound, as opposed to 
FM radio, if, if you're not a pro station. Um, it also gives me some benefits that other stations don't get. But it's, again, it's not cheap. It's not cheap to, to run that station every month. And I intentionally keep it ad-free, although we are going to start putting some things in there, not advertisements. We are going to put, like, updates on certain things going on on the site and things like that are going to start getting added. And we're going to – I'm making a few changes to it, but the, the music is going to remain uh, pretty consistent. And I've been playing around a lot with it. I just redid the Epcot playlist. Oh, cool. And uh, – the old the uh, old attractions playlist the stuff that's been gone and uh, picked up a real interesting album uh, that I'll have to when it's probably not until I get back from the cruise I'm going to have to rip it and put some tracks up on Dis Radio but uh, it's from Walt Disney from the 1964 World's Fair oh cool somebody mentioned that on the podcast board and I picked it up and real interesting stuff real it's a four disc set with some real nostalgic stuff from the 1964 World's Fair so. Um, yeah, we have we have some cool stuff on on Dis Radio. So there's always there's a link to it all over the all over the site. It's hard to miss. <laughs> so, all right, who else has an email they'd like to read? I have one. Yanni. Mine's from Kim, and Kim writes: I've recently heard from some DVC members that the Disney Company purchased Universal Orlando. <laughs> I remember reading an article about this years ago. I was wondering if there was any truth to this. If so, do they plan to offer any park hopper type of tickets to both Disney World and Universal? Do you know when Disney World would make this announcement? Whoever you're talking to is clearly, <laughs> clearly pulling your leg or just doesn't know what they're talking right. about. I read that last night. Disney right. has not purchased Universal. Disney is not going to purchase Universal. Uh, believe me, especially not now. The only thing I can think of is perhaps they have heard that Universal is thinking of purchasing SeaWorld because of the InBev deal. Yeah. They're, they're uh, peeling off the theme park. Although there really hasn't been right. any, uh, there really hasn't been any any substantiated rumors to support that. Um, so, but it's amazing how many of our clients actually think like Disney and Universal are right next door. You know, that they'll say, I want to go here. And you're like, do you realize that's like across town? Or I had somebody the other day, we were on the tram at Epcot, and they asked if that was the tram that took you to Animal Kingdom. So there's a lot of people that aren't familiar. Well, it, Even it, I think when people come here, there's, there is that confusion. I mean, you hear that a lot when people are in a park. Um, people will say, we'll be in uh, the Magic Kingdom, and someone will say, can we go to Universal tomorrow? And someone will have to say, no, that's... At the other side of t- on the other side of town, so I think people have that idea before they come here. It's natural. well, I think generally speaking, you know, there's a for as many people as you find on websites like ours, there are so many more that mm-hmm. don't do any planning before they go to Disney World. And they, I, you know, I just saw on MSNBC on their website um, their travel ombudsman, uh, their troubleshooter, had posted an email he got from this woman who complained. About a five-hour wait at for Soren. I read that. No, you did not wait five hours. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a five. It was a five-hour wait for Fast Pass at Soren, which meant she probably got there at noon, and the return time was five o'clock. That's the whole point of Fast Pass. Again, you know, and this for this like Disney should have given her like something, and it ruined her whole vacation. It ruined her whole vacation exactly. Um, uh, people that don't plan and go to Disney World over spring break. And expect no lines and expect are just, you know, I'm sorry. It's just foolish. And there's no excuse anymore. Now, there was a time. There was a time where you only could rely on guidebooks. And guidebooks were woefully out of date because almost from the minute they were printed, they were there was information that was out of date. But now with the Internet, I'm sorry. It's just there's too many sites. There's too much information. There's too much you can do to at least generally familiarize yourself with what to what to expect on a Disney vacation. But and I now, have, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, and it seems like nowadays everybody thinks there's nobody in the parks either. And then when they come and they find out that oh, Disney there is, there's oh. plenty of people in the parks and they're like, well, I expected it. You know, you need to do a little bit of homework before you come. I think the part of that has to do with the economy. I think a lot of people think because of the reports on the economy and how bad travel is in general, right. 
they expect to come to Disney and not have lines and crowds. That's just not the case, folks. Disney is bustling. I have family that likes Disney. However, they're not in the same category that I am. Uh, there's a whole lot of people out there who just are not as... However, who's the planner there? The 10-year-old? Right. But what I'm saying is I think there's a huge number of people that don't even know that they have to do this. I don't think it's that they're being they're being obtuse about it. I just think they don't even know that it's necessary. Right. You're going to a theme park, you know? And I think people think that they can just show up. That's the way we used to come to the Magic Kingdom. You went and you went and had a good time. You never planned anything. You kind of went in the circle, you know? Mm. So I think people... I think there are people who... Disney can be intimidating. Uh, the ticket structure can be intimidating. Mm-hmm. So you have to... You know, we know that Disney is the size of a, a large city. Mm-hmm. I just think you're, you're coming here, and no matter where you're going to stay or what you're going to do, it's still a large investment. Mm-hmm. Even if you stay off-site, even if you're driving here, there's still a chunk of time and money. You would think someone would say, listen... Maybe we should do a little research before we come here. You I went mean, out and bought a car with 15-minute notice. Yeah, but I had done research before then and knew what car I wanted. And but we didn't buy that car. What are you talking about? The PT Cruiser. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I understand what you're saying, but there are people out there who make just decisions. You know, that, that it doesn't. it's a vacation. You don't need to do that much research. I understand it. I, I understand it, and I don't understand it, I guess is what I'm saying. So, well, I don't know how we got off on that tangent. Just, all of a sudden, it came back to me buying a car. I don't know but you're talking about it as being an investment. I mean, we all make decisions without doing a lot of research. Everyone, every once in a while, you make a, re- a decision to do something. Gotcha. Maybe it's not that good a point. Who knows? Well, we certainly went off on a tangent there um, with that discussion. But thank you, uh, Kathy, for that for that email. Our next voicemail comes to us from Pat in Northern California who has some interesting information on the Disney Museum that is going to be opening up later this year. So here is Pat. Hey, Diz Crew. This is Pat from Northern California calling in. Um, Not really a review or anything like that because I'm about to go to work, but the place I'm going to work is not exactly open just yet. I'm talking about the Disney Family Museum in Golden Gate Park. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've been seeing some stuff on... uh, on the internet and stuff, people talking about, talking smack about the place. Of course, they haven't even been here. They don't know what it's like or anything, but they seem to seem to know so much. Um, I was noticing one comment that was on uh, an internet site. They were talking about they're limiting the number of people that would come into the exhibit per hour, and uh, and thinking that's going to kind of limit things out. What the person obviously doesn't know is that part of the uh, of the uh, whole presentation is an elevator ride from the first floor to the second floor. There's only one elevator. It's kind of like, you know, the Haunted Mansion, except there's only got one elevator as opposed to two. And uh, so it limits the amount of people per hour that can actually traverse the uh, location. How they actually walk through the place, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be a truly amazing spot. And people were talking about how, uh, why wasn't it built in either Florida or uh, Los Angeles? Well, how about Marceline, where he grew up? Uh, you know, there's, it's kind of a silly comment. But anyway, I'm just uh, calling to let everybody know that the, the reports of this place are probably going to open in October. They were thinking September, maybe early October. Uh, it's going to be quite an amazing, uh, quite an amazing little piece of uh, museum uh, A lot of very cool stuff. Um, not going to be going into any details, but uh, it's going to be a very, very interesting place. Anyway, that's all. Looking forward to the next show. Keep up the great work, guys, and I'll talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Pat. Appreciate you calling in. I'm very interested to see what uh, what 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 the Disney Family Museum turns out to be. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, um, where it's located, it's just beautiful out there and what I've read about the buildings, how they're doing that, that's going to be awesome. And as far as people on the Internet talking smack without a lot of information, I've been guilty of it. A lot of people have been guilty of it. It's the nature of the beast. Um, Limiting attendance in a museum is not unusual. You say, we bought tickets to see the treasures of the Vatican, and you had a half-hour window in which to enter the museum. Once you were inside, you were allowed to stay as long as you wanted, but I, that's quite common. Yeah, because they don't want too many people in at once. And yeah. right. 
So I'm, I'd love to go out there for the opening. Pat, if you can get me an invite for the opening, I'd love to be there to cover I think you've already got like six other commitments in oh, September. Shut up. <laughs> Don't you know I'm cloned? Yeah, really. No, I've got a lot going on. I'm but, wearing uh, cologne, too. <laughs> That's a great place like to take a weekend if you go up through napa valley san francisco that's one of my best trips ever i haven't been there since 1989 Mm. i've never been really have to go oh oh Oh, san francisco's great yeah san francisco should we go for the opening of the museum yes we should okay Mm -hmm. don't you have commitments in september no no not anymore (laughs) (laughs) all right who else has an email they'd like to read i have one walter this comes to us from Terry Chester in Leeds, United Kingdom. says, I live in the U.K. and will be traveling to Florida for Halloween. My family and I would like to go to Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party. I looked over here, but nobody seems to know how to get tickets. Please would you tell me how I could purchase them, as I know they'll be on sale Friday. I would hate to miss this. Thank you, Terry. I'm getting a look. Um, (laughs) Didn't we cover this in yesterday's show? You should yes. go to your Dreams Unlimited travel agent, and they will purchase them for you. Oh, she didn't book the rest. Doesn't say. You can't, you can't buy them online. You have to buy them through the phone. And there still seems to be some confusion with some of the Disney why, cast members. Why, why is that? That does seem a little odd. I just think it's not set up yet. I think it'll be eventually you'll buy them online. Like, because if yeah, six people try and access the online portion, it will crash. And let me let me explain that don't be concerned that you're not going to be able to get tickets mm-hmm. for these don't really I mean on occasion they'll sell out. The only night that usually sells out is Halloween. Halloween. That's it. So you're not, unless you're planning on going on Halloween night. Yeah, if more than six people go online, the presidents and the Hall of Presidents run amok. <laughs> you know, it oh my god, there's six people online, make it stop. So and I think they pulled those. You talked yesterday about they pulled those dates. I think they pulled those dates because they're going to make them more expensive. That could be. Closer you get to Halloween, they're going to charge more. Yeah. Well, Due to I, guest demand. The day they came out, I called six times and got four different answers as to what dates and what the prices were. So oh. they don't have their act together yet. Wow. That's not a complete surprise. <laughs> no, but that was a little frustrating. Cool. Well, yeah, it's, you're going to have to call to get your tickets, but eventually they will be available online. And, you know, if you buy your tickets in July online, there'll still be plenty of availability. And yep. you can have them shipped, and there's a shipping charge, which they increased this year, and you can do will call. And I know there was a lot of people that said, oh, I, I don't want to stand in another line. I did that one year at will call, and it was like I no sooner walked up, gave him my paper, and I walked out with my ticket. So will call is very quick. We, we pick up tickets quite a bit. And at the Magic Kingdom, the ticket window, the will call window, there's usually four agents working. It's usually very fast. Yeah. Will call is very easy. Um, I wouldn't worry about it at all. Yeah, I do will call over shipping. There's no sense. It's already expensive yeah. enough to do the and party. And then if they get misplaced and then they don't believe you. And Yeah. So, hope that answers your question. Thank you so much for writing. And we have another voicemail, this one coming to us. From Lisa in Washington with questions about free dining in the fall. So here is Lisa. Hello, podcast crew. This is Lisa Arndt. Um, I'm Halloween queen on the boards, calling from the beautiful state of Washington. Um, We're going to Disney on our annual Halloween trip in October. And for the first time, we're going to be going the first week of October for free dining and had a few questions about it. I've heard around the boards that ADRs might be difficult to get, and with the 90-day window, have a little bit of concern there. I've also read that Disney reduces the ADRs, and it's just harder to get table service reservations. Um, Also, I've heard that the menu items are reduced. Um, More expensive items have been eliminated during um, free dining, and... uh, servers tend to rush you through your meals and also I've read that the quality generally goes down that they're buying food in bulk uh, to satisfy free dining and, and, and people have complained about the quality and just wanted to hear your opinions about it. Thanks so much. Well thank you for calling Lisa. Um, I don't know what do you guys think? 
I think this is one of those things that varies uh, venue to venue. Uh, we've heard all of these complaints, and we've also heard, you know, the opposite. I mean, People have said the food has been good and been the same. Uh, as far as getting an ADR, that's absolutely true. Yeah. It's going to be ADRs hard to get tough. It, right. I also think there's a frenzy with these people for free dining that, you know, right or wrong, some of them make more than one reservation at a time. So then that creates a shortage. So then that gets people even more wild. Let me up. go on record saying that's wrong. Don't right. don't double book Very restaurants wrong. during free dining. Please give everybody a chance. I, I mean, I know you're trying to finalize your plans. One of the issues, though, of course, is that Disney hours don't come out. So people don't know what how late a park is going to be open or what they're going to do there. So that's a challenge as well. But don't double book your ADRs, please. And yes, some of the uh, higher priced items have been removed from the menus. But that's not because of free dining. That's because of the dining plan. The dining period. plan in general, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just wrong. It's just wrong. I, you know, have a menu for people on the dining plan if that's what you want to do. But, you know, for those who are not on the dining plan, they should have... You know, I don't know. A decent choice. And it, also, I, I haven't heard that people rush you through your meal. If you're yeah. allowing a server to rush you through your meal, that's your fault. Yeah. If you're allowing that to happen, then you have to take responsibility for that. You know, the general rule, do not order your entree until your appetizer comes. Right. This way, they can't rush you. And that's, you know, we've, we do that now religiously. We do not order our main course until our appetizer arrives because, yes, they, they, they want to turn that table over and make more money. And uh, that's not a concern of mine. My concern is that I have a meal where I'm not rushed because nothing drives me crazier than that. So I've actually refused my food. Oh, and, yeah, so have I. And told them, I don't want this reheated. I'm going to know. Well, yeah, what I do is I cut into it. Right. I cut into it and I say, take it back and bring me out a fresh one when I'm done with my appetizer. Especially if you um, tell them this before you order. Oh yeah, Pete's done that before. Yeah, right. they both came out at the same time. So, at least I want to let you know the current ADR system is apparently a mess. Hmm. Uh, it has just been awful. People are calling first thing in the morning at the ninety day mark, and they're still being told the resort is booked. The, I mean, restaurant. the restaurant is is booked. There's no tables. It's just a mess. So I don't know what it's going to be like in the future, but we hope they fix it. We, I actually wrote a uh, tip sheet for making ADRs. It's on the Diz. If you look it up, I don't know what particular page it's on, but there is a whole article about how to make ADRs and the best way to get them and ways around free dining. Well, make sure we put a, just, we'll put a link to that on the show notes page. Just make sure you send me a link to it so I know where it is. I don't know where it is. I'd have to go look for it. I'll we'll look for it when I get home. Okay. All right. Well, thank you very much for that, Lisa. All right. Who else has an email they'd like to read? I have one. Mine's from Belinda. And Belinda writes, hey, podcast team. Uh, I have a question that I hope is not too ridiculous. With the opening of a DVC in Hawaii in 2011 and the relocation of the Disney Wonder to Los Angeles, do you think there's a possibility of a cruise to Hawaii? I don't know how far it is or how long it would take, if it's even feasible. We're DVC owners who plan to go to Hawaii to celebrate my 40th I assume birthday, when the new resort opens. Just checking to see if a cruise may be an option as well. Belinda, I guess anything is possible. Um, My guess is going to be that right off the bat, there's not going to be a cruise to Hawaii. Those are really long cruises to reposition a ship there. And what current cruise lines do is they do a repositioning cruise, and then they do cruises around the island right. for a season, and then they come back. So I don't think you're going to find a cruise. I think you'll see them doing Hawaiian like they do Mediterranean now. Right. Special cruises will come out. One of the things that a cruise line has to do is a cruise line leaving the United States has to stop in a foreign port. So a lot of times what will happen is the cruise lines will make a stop in Ensenada, Mexico, and... It's it's several days, it's a several day cruise to Hawaii. Yeah. So it would really it would have to be a much longer cruise if you were going to make that your form of travel to the islands and then back. I would love to see a Disney cruise to Hawaii. I think it would be great way to get you out to that resort and enjoy that resort. But I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, like I said, you never know. You never. You know. never know with DCL. 
what they're going to do. But we should be we should be getting some indication of the West Coast itineraries by the end of the year. We Which, hope. Well, I mean, they're going to have to announce their 2011 the 2011 cruises by either the end of this year or the end of, at the latest the end of January next year. If they keep consistent with their releases in previous years, it's usually done. You know, although this this past year it was October, wasn't it? They released uh, they released some of their itinerary earlier and some of their itinerary later. I think that's what we're going to see this year because they're waiting for ships to be completed. Right, it's going to be harder for them to set dates and and itineraries for the ships that aren't done yet. So I think we're going to see the normal Disney Magic itinerary and possibly a repositioning cruise to the West Coast for the Wonder and some Wonder cruises. But I don't think we'll see. The new ships right away. Just can't wait. Just a guess. I can't wait for these new ships. I cannot wait. Cannot wait. Cannot wait for these new ships. You I'm know excited. They're gonna, you know they're going to do something outrageously mm-hmm. cool. I'm excited about the Freedom coming to Port Canaveral. I, I think that's too. really cool. Royal Caribbean's Freedom. The, of the new seas. one. So any new ships are always terrific. Well, this, it's not the new Royal Caribbean ship. It's a new ship for Port Canaveral. Oh, okay. The Oasis is actually going. Oh, the is Oasis the new ship. is what I'm. Thinking. That will be in Miami. It's too big for Port Canaveral. Yeah, I think it's going to be too big for a lot of ports. That's a big ship. I'm looking forward to going on that. No, are you booked already? No. We've heard rumors that there might be a discounted rate when it first comes out. Really? Mm-hmm. Wow, that would be cool. The Royal Caribbean's not doing well. Well, bad for them, good for us. Yep. See what happens. All I right. believe they posted a $34 million loss Whoa. for the first yeah. quarter. Wow. They've got a lot of staterooms to fill. It's hard for them to really keep all those staterooms full. So, All right. Our final voicemail this week comes to us from Joseph Carter in the U.K., who has questions about a possible fifth theme park at Walt Disney World. So here is Joseph. Hello, Diz Unplugged team. This is Joseph Carter, phoning from London uh, in the UK, and I am a huge fan of the show. Keep it up. You're doing a fantastic job, and I think your personalities are fantastic, and they work for each other, work with each other um, in, in a really, really good way, and you don't fail to make me laugh every single week. Um, but uh, why I was actually phoning in was not all the praise, but about a couple of questions. Um in regards to the, the proposed fifth theme park for the Walt Disney World Resort, I've heard of, of course, the Nighttime Kingdom, or perhaps the Villains Kingdom, uh, which I think would be fantastic personally, but I haven't heard anything since, sort of 2007, 2008, beginning of 2008, about exactly what the next theme park's going to be. If there is a next theme park, um, is it something that's been brushed under the carpet for the next few years until... The economy sorts itself out, or is it something that is you know ready and planning to go ahead? Um, I don't know what you've heard since. If we have any updates, we'd love to hear them. I would at least. And um, another question in regards to this was: if you were in charge of Walt Disney World, what fifth theme park would you build? What would be your perfect fifth theme park? So yeah, um, love to hear your, all of your ideas. And uh, I can't say they're going to come true, of course. I can't promise that. But thank you very much for listening, and uh, have a <laughs> Well, thank you, Joseph, for the voicemail and the creepy voice there at the end. <laughs> and the call from Splash Mountain, apparently. <laughs> yeah, apparently. Um, okay, well, yeah, there, there has been a... Uh, you haven't heard much about a fifth gate uh, after uh, Jim Hill... Uh, release, I think it was last year or m- maybe even the year before that Jim Hill did a whole report on uh, the next gate being the Knightly Kingdom. And uh, honestly, Jim is, you know, jimhillmedia.com, uh, Jim is, is right about 95% of the time on what he posts. And, uh, but we, to the best of our knowledge, uh, and I could be wrong, but I, I heard nothing about any construction going on, anything being built. There was talk that. Uh, the Knightly Kingdom would be uh, a high-ticket uh, entrance, of, like a Discovery Cove, costing in excess of $150 per person, available only at night, 
limited attendance, limited attendance type thing, and that the Adventurers Club would be the uh, the like the entryway to it, basically, or a part of it, um, since it's closed down at Pleasure Island. And uh, but we haven't heard anything. We haven't heard anything more, and I don't think we're going to for a while. I've actually heard that um, all Blue Sky projects was what they referred to the you know the really far out. Uh, new stuff, all that stuff has been put on hold. Yeah, they're going to complete any projects that are already in the works, but anything that's blue sky on the horizon is all been placed yeah. on hold. Anything that hasn't broken ground, right? And um, as far as what would I do with a fifth theme park? Disney seas. Yeah, Tokyo. Ooh, take bring Tokyo Disney Sea over here, because from what we understand from people who have been there. And I've heard this from multiple people. Tokyo Disney Sea is the best Disney theme park in the world. Mm. Um, people come out of there raving about this park. So yeah, I would like to see something like that. I would like to see that level of imagination again. Yeah, we see bits and pieces of it when they do things like Toy Story Mania and. and you know, we see that Imagineering is still there, and they they do they're still uh, vital. But yeah, I would like to see Disney do some kind of massive project, but I don't think you're going to see it. I think if they go in any direction, it is going to be these high price boutique theme parks, um, these smaller, attendance controlled, high end, high dollar theme parks. I think that's where you're going to see the. See the trend going. I didn't bring it with me. There was an email that someone wrote, and I was going to bring it to read it. But uh, she talked about how the fact that there seems to be more and more rooms on Disney property being built, especially with DVC. They're just putting more and more people on property. However, they're not expanding the venues at all. So what's going to happen? Are we just going to get to a point where you can't get into a theme park because there's no place for someone to go? Or you can't get into the theme park of your choice? So... I think if you're going to keep building these rooms and you're going to keep trying to put heads in beds, you're going to have to have something for people to do. And I don't know if it's a fifth theme park or I don't know if it's something. They're going to provide lubricant to get you into the park. Is that a Purell? Grease you up. Have you guys guys been over to see, just speaking of expansions, have you been over to see what Bay Lake Towers looks like? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They did Mm -hmm. a gorgeous job. Yeah. Absolutely stunning. Yep. I'm ex- I'm excited for that to open. That's a when, cool. Now, resort. when does that open? June first. Is that yeah. June first? Wow. We were in Saratoga Springs recently. We were walking around the resort, and I had to use a restroom, and I didn't even know what building I went into. But apparently, I went into the DVC sales offices, and I asked if I could use the restroom, and I had to be shown where it was, which is unusual for a Disney property. They took me back through a rabbit warren of hallways. To the restroom and then the gentleman left when i came out they were all individual individually numbered sales offices i was lost in this building for so long <laughs> this is actually it's the preview center at saratoga springs it is gigantic but this is also the sales offices right, but they call okay. it the preview center okay i was lost for so long that john started calling me i came out I thought I knew my way back. I should have left breadcrumbs. I literally came out on the other side of the building and then couldn't figure out. I was kind of disoriented. This didn't look like the same place I went in. And I thought I had followed the same route. I could not believe the number. I've never seen that. And I couldn't believe the number of sales offices they have for DVC. If you ever a chance to get over and look at it, you, you can, just by looking at this uh, building inside, you'll get an idea of just how profitable Disney Vacation Club is for Disney. They had a desk. That was half the size of this office that was all tooled leather with this giant waterfall behind it. It was, it was made out of endangered species. It they was. Just, <laughs> they just put up a new DVC building out off of I-4 down there in Celebration. You can see Disney Vacation Club on the side of the big building now. It, it, I was just I was amazed by the size of this building and how many offices there were to sell DVC properties. It's got to be really, really I profitable. At one point, they'll just have DVC Park. Yeah, right. So that you have to be a DVC member to get in because it seems to be all they're building these days. It's DVC. But Bay Lake Towers is beautiful. Bay Lake Towers looks mm-hmm. gorgeous. And we got a chance to, um, you can sort of see the treehouse villas. How do they look? I think they look cool. 
Yeah, actually, we um, we drove we drove by, we, okay. were, we we did a boat ride out down the Sasagula River um, this weekend, and I'll have to uh, take a ride over that one. They look good. Yeah, we tried to drive past, and I thought maybe we could talk our way in. However, there was construction work going on mm. in the entranceway, and there was just no way we could talk yeah. our way into it. So, I mean, is the answer that we need a theme park? I mean, is it the answer that you have to have an entire park built? Can't they do something else cre- more creative than that? Could be. Could be. I don't know. I haven't been a, pl- a fan of Pleasure Island for the last couple of years. Pleasure Island, in my opinion, became a shadow of what it once was. Mm-hmm. However, I'm of the opinion that they need something along that line. Something to appeal to people in the evening mm-hmm. other than shopping and dining. I yeah. think that's, the, I th- in my opinion, they really have to revisit that. I think Pleasure Island was good when you had limited access to it. When they opened it up to everybody, I think that's when it went downhill. Well, it it, 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 it just morphed so many times mm-hmm. that uh, at one point it became there was no there was no cover charge any longer, right. and there was an element that wasn't very savory. Yeah, and I think that was the real death knell. That was the that's what. Mm-hmm took it apart and i think they really need to revisit that idea maybe not the same idea but they're smarter than i am they can come up with something i think you're right though i think they do need something for the evenings because mm-hmm. uh, you know a lot of times it's nine o'clock and you're like all right what am i gonna do i don't want to eat i don't want to shop we just had this conversation the other day and i missed the nightclub era there used to be top of the world on top of the contemporary there was the jazz club at pleasure island where you could go see while they were not stadium acts any longer you could see some acts from the past i mean uh, when i i remember since i've moved here rosemary clooney oh wow played at the jazz club and i thought i would love to see yeah. and now i realize that rosemary clooney's no longer with us right. so but you know what i'm saying yeah, that would be a kind like of that, creepy yeah. concert <laughs> <laughs> i'd still go <laughs> but i think that would i, I miss that i like that level of entertainment well, it's always changing. It's always evolving. You never know. Can I, before we finish up, can I just do one thing? Sure. I would like to give a shout out to the Muddy Buddies. They've raised over yep. $3,000. Over $3,000. We're That's very fantastic. proud of these six gentlemen and the people who have supported them. And this is Don and Dave and Paul and Aaron and Todd and Chris. I just want to say thank you again. Awesome job, guys. And thank you, everybody, who's donated. $3,370 they've raised. That's awesome. Just awesome. Just phenomenal. All right, folks, that is going to do it for this week's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again. I just want to remind everybody that next week's show uh, is going to be recorded on the cruise ship. We'll not be going up until Friday. So just keep that in mind. But that is going to do it for our show this week. We hope you enjoyed it. We will be back with you again next week with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everybody. And remember, stay out of the damn lakes.